You're listening to the YCA Podcast. This is a podcast created for coaches by the coaches. The Young Coaches Association is proud to present exclusive content from coaches, young and old, all across the state of South Carolina. The YCA Podcast was created to provide a platform where coaches can share their own thoughts and insights to others with the hopes of building a brand and growing the profession. In more simple terms, these are ball coaches just sitting around talking ball. Thanks for listening to the YCA Podcast. We hope you enjoy. And welcome to today's special edition of the YCA Podcast. I'm your host, Cam Willis, and we are recording this episode from Fort Willis. We are excited to bring you our fourth and final part of the series, Being an Assistant. Today, we are joined by our special guest, Stratford High School head football coach, Denny McDaniel. We've got a lot of good stuff on tap for you today, so it's time. Let's spot the ball. All right, and we are here. This is... Part four of our Being an Assistant episode. We're going to close this series out today. Uh, I got my co-host here. I'm, I'm, your, I'm your host, Cam Willis. I got my co-host here, Coach Brett Fields and, and Coach Stephen Davis. What's up, guys? What's going on, Coach? How you doing, Coach Willis? Everything's good, man. I'm excited about closing this, this last little segment out for this uh, series. And uh, so our special guest tonight, I know we've been kind of talking about special guests. Last week was Coach Brian Sweeney, Athletic Director at Campe High School. Tonight, as I said in the intro here, we have Coach Danny McDaniel, who's the head football coach at Stratford High School. Coach McDaniel, what's up, man? What's going on, guys? Are doing all right tonight? Yes, sir. How about you? How's it going? Doing well. Doing well. All right, Coach, so this is how we'll do it. This is our opening kick segment. Uh, you know, we've been on here before. We'll kind of let you introduce yourself uh, with your background, things like that. Obviously, now you're the head football coach at Stratford High School. Just got to give us a background of your coaching career leading up to this point. Uh, coach, I, I'm a local boy. I, I, like I said, I'm a head coach at Stratford High School, but I actually played at Stratford and uh, played college ball at Charles Southern. Uh, knew ever since eighth grade, got a counselor, came in, did a career thing. I wanted to be a coach, you know, at some level. Uh, so really focused on uh, learning how to, you know, some coaching stuff when I was in college. Uh, took a lot of courses and stuff like that at Charles Southern. Uh, graduated, uh, got a, my first job as the, uh, I had probably the greatest ascent of all times. Uh, one morning, I got hired as the assistant B-team OL coach at Stratford High School, and by the end of the day, I was the head JV and B-team coach at Stratford, just because we had some guys that moved and got better jobs or different jobs, stuff like that. Uh, stayed there for a year, won a state title, uh, was a part of a great staff, I had guys on there like Shane Todd and Joey Shepard, and, you know, uh, it was their first year coaching, and I uh, got to learn a lot, uh, grew a lot as a coach, and then uh, had the opportunity to go over to uh, Wando High School. Uh, with Bob Hayes, as uh, so he started to take over the reins over there, was an OL coach over there for uh, four years, five years, and then um, became the uh, co-coordinator along with Peyton Walford. Uh, and then um, got a call from Coach Stackley that he wanted me to come back to be the OC. And uh, at that time, I was driving about an hour and a half to – I was living outside of Monk's Corner, driving to Wando every day, and just a string of my family. And, uh, and it was a dream come true to be able to come up to Stratford. Was the OC there for eight years. Uh, left, uh, won't, you know, get that itch to be a head coach. Like, you know, a lot of guys do their assistants. Uh, was very fortunate enough to be hired over at St. John's High School, a little 1A school over in John's Island uh, as the head football coach in AD. Uh, spent two years there. Loved every minute of it. Loved those kids on the island. Uh, they're still near and dear to my heart. Uh, but uh, due to a family situation and my, my wife's career, uh, I made a move back to Stratford's assistant and was fortunate enough to get the uh, head job the following year. And I've been the head man there. I just finished my fifth season as the head man at Trevor High School. Awesome, Coach. Yeah, man, um, obviously you, you spent a lot of time down here in the low country. And, and like you said, you gained some valuable experience. And one of the reasons we wanted to get you on is because you've made your way up through the assistant ranks. And, and you're going to be able to give us some knowledge and some things that maybe some of our listeners can take and, and kind of use on their own. So, yeah, appreciate you. Um, you know, that's kind of your background. And we got a couple of questions we're going to roll through here in the next couple of segments. And uh, – you guys got anything before we move on to the next segment? Just excited to have Coach McDaniel on, man. This is awesome. This is actually our first head coach on the podcast, so we're excited. Oh, one, thing honored, that, one thing that Coach McDaniel is very humble about that I'd like for our listeners to know is that if you need a karaoke guy at your wedding, <laughs> he is your man. I can tell you from personal experience, Coach McDaniel is a karaoke machine. Sounds like a little plug there for Coach McDaniel to get a little side job. 
you, I mean, you, you never know when that entertainment might arrive. So. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, sweet coach. Well, that's going to wrap up our opening kick. We're going to move on to our first drive segment here, okay? Sounds good. All right, we are now here with our second second segment of the day. We just had our opening kick. We're now moving on to our first drive segment. So we're going to ask Coach McDaniel a couple of questions, and, you know, he's going to give us some answers. Um, the first drive is kind of like a little base that we're going to set here. Coach Coach Willis, is yeah. it scripted? It is scripted. We do All scripted. Right. So. Yeah, it's scripted. So, um, Coach Davis, do you want to ask him the first question here? Yeah, I'll go ahead. Um, hey, Coach McDaniel, when did you realize that you wanted to become a head coach? Um, I, I think I got a probably a more unique path than anybody. Because like I said in my intro, you know, I, I'm not even joking. When I, I got hired around 9 o'clock that, that morning, uh, I was going to be a B-team assistant. And by that afternoon, I was the head JV and B-team coach. And, uh, you know, I was 20, heck, 22, 23 years old. I mean, just fresh out of college and um, had an experience. And, and thankful worked for staff, you know, worked for, for a man, Ray Stackley, that, you know, I leaned on a lot heavily. But just that, that my first experience really kind of running the show and being the person to make decisions and stuff like that um, kind of intrigued me. You know, I knew I wasn't ready for the big show at, at all. Heck, I still don't think I'm ready for the big show sometimes. But um, And then when I went to Wando, uh, just just noticing, um, you know, Coach Hayes, you know, was a wonderful man to work for. Uh, learned a lot of things from him. But realized he started putting, you know, there were certain guys he would give responsibility to and other guys he wouldn't. And and just what I realized that my responsibility list started growing, you know, along a couple of the guys on the staff, and and I started talking to him, you know, like you know, hey, coaching is there a reason why? And he said, well, because and, and my responsibilities always change each year. And I asked him one time, I was like, you know, why why do I get the you know why do I get this amount of work and what am I doing here? You know, and just stuff like that. You know, basically, you know, hey, why why am I why am I the one doing most of the work here? And these you know other guys are doing a whole lot. And he sat me down. And he said, because. You're, you're destined to be a head coach somewhere because you're a natural leader. And that's really the first time that probably my second year at Wanda that I really said, holy crap, you know, you know, and I noticed I do have that tendency, you know, if we're in a group, I'll just take, you know, take charge. I've always kind of been that way. And, uh, and just, just the, the fact of being able to put all the pieces together uh, always intrigued me. Um, and so that, that's where like after my second year at Wanda is when I really started, you know, wanting to, to really, experience and learn how to become a head coach. Uh, so that's probably, you know, definitely the, the time. So, guys, for y'all who are listening, I just want y'all to understand that Coach McDaniel's not saying anything about X's and O's right now. Um, just because yeah. you're the best X and O guy doesn't mean that you're going to translate into being a head coach. So that's something that I want us to understand and people listening to understand is he's talking about being a natural leader. And that's part of being a head coach, you know, so that kind of leads into our next question, which would be, what was the feeling like when you got that first head coach offer? Uh, before I answer that, I'm going to go back to what you just said right there. Uh, a great quote that Ray Stackley told me one time is he said, anybody can be a pinwheel. You know, get up on the board and, you know, show you everything on the board and be all fancy. But it's that guy who's able to not only motivate players, but motivate the guys around him. Is, is what what a true head coach is supposed to be. Um, uh, you know, you asked me what, what was the feeling like when I got my first head job. Uh, got that phone call from from uh, Mr. Dukes over at St. John's. You know, offered me the job, and I was really excited. Uh, you know, of course, like like every good coach who's married, I said, you know, let me call my wife and make sure it's okay. And I called her. And she's like, Why didn't you take it? And I was like, Well, I want to check with you. She's like, Get back on the back of the phone before he changes his mind. <laughs> uh, so. You know, uh, you know, so I called him back and took it. Uh, and I'm going to be honest with you guys that would tell him that I, I'm, you know, I'm going to be the next head coach in AD at St. John's High School. I was so excited. And, you know, I was just telling him, hey, we're going to get over there. I'm going to you know, make sure we work hard, make sure the kids do right. You know, you know, when it's going to come, you know, all, all the things, the cliche things you say. And then uh, that phone conversation ended, we hung up. And then I realized, holy crap, I'm, I'm the head coach now. And, a little bit of nervousness set in, a little bit of holy crap, you know, here we go. Uh, felt like a duck, you know, or, or, you know, or you know, trying to ice skate uphill, just going as fast as I can, but not going anywhere. You know, my mind's going a thousand different men, uh, different ways. And uh, and uh, finally, just had to sit down and, um, you know, talk, talk to my, my mentor, uh, who's my, my OL coach at Stratford, Tony Smith. And he said, all right, we'll just, 
you got your plan. You know, you talk about your plan in the interview. You always sat around his office and talked about what you would do. All right, what you going to do first? And then just he said, you can't do step four, five, and six until you do step one. And then get step two and then step three and then work your way there. And um, and so that, that that's the kind of the emotions you go through. You know, and then I, I was I was still taking it to this day. I, you know, this is my seventh year being a head coach, five years traveling high school, and I, I still don't have the answers. You know, I, I'm still racking my brain right now. What can we do better? What can I do better? Uh, we're going through postseason evaluations right now with our coaches. And, uh, you know, part of the things I ask my coaches is, you know, what, what can I do better? And I tell them, you know, be honest with me. I'm not going to hold anything against you. You know, this is our time to let, let's move this program forward. So. Hey, Coach, so I want to ask you uh, a follow-up with that because you've gotten to do something that not a, whole, not a whole lot of coaches get to do, and that's go full circle. You know, what was it like when, when you got that call to be the head coach at Stratford? Uh, a dream come true. <laughs> you know, I, I've been around Stratford since it was open. Uh, I, I remember being six years old out in the old Prevo building, painting the athletic booster club bus that we had old school bus. We were painting it out there. My dad was part of the booster club when, we, you know, when the school first opened. My sisters went there. My my brother went there. I met my wife there. Uh, and, and to get that job is, is was unreal. It was a childhood dream come true. But along with that, it comes a lot of pressure. And a lot of that pressure I put on myself because I don't want to let, you know, the guys I played with, the guys I played for, you know, down because we're, we're a program that, you know, let's be honest, guys, you can look at the record. You know, we're, we're not on the top where we need to be. We're struggling a little bit, but we're getting better. But it's not good enough. And, um, you know, I put a lot of pressure on myself uh, with that. But I have tremendous support, tremendous support in my school with my, my principal athletic director in the community is behind me. We just got to get this thing, you know, figure out a few things. Yeah, that, that's some great answers, Coach. I mean, just sitting here, I'm, I'm sitting here like shaking my head, like, you know, when you're talking and stuff like that. It's, it's some good stuff we got going there. Real quick, before we move on to our next segment, give me your first year, some, give me some kind of funny story or something that you remember from your first year at St. John's. Oh, gosh. But, all right, so <laughs> real quick. It's on my first. It's, uh, I get hired, I get hired mid-May, middle of spring practice. I was doing spring practice with Strap when I get hired. And so, uh, and my principal, the principal over at St. John's, he was a definitely a, a follower of the rules. And so I said, hey, you know, I, I want to go and get spring practice started. He said, well, you can't really be on campus until you're approved by the, uh, you do your new employee and tori- orientation and stuff. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. So I get over there and I get three days of um, spring practice. And so I meet with the staff on Sunday. And man, I, I, you know, I've only worked at Stratford on one day. And I get over there and I on Sunday and I got, all these things laid out, you know, practice plans. We're going to do this. We're going to go inside O while we're doing inside O. We're going to do Pascal D. You know, we're going to flip it. Uh, you know, while we're doing kickoff return, we're going to work uh, PAT, you know, all, you know, all these things, man. And uh, I was very fortunate to have a volunteer over there actually play at St. John's and play me at Charles Southern, Sam Brown, wonderful, wonderful human being and a daggum good football coach. He just, he, you know, he, Sam, Sam's real quiet, and he's had this big old smile, man. Sam's got these big old white teeth, and he's over there smiling, smiling, smiling. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And this one, one assistant was like, oh, this is great, man. This is good stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I leave school early that day to get over there because uh, St. John's gets out real early. And I'm out there. I got cones set up and everything. I'm ready, and I'm ready. And bell rings, and there comes one guy. <laughs> there comes two. About 15 minutes later, three, four come out. If we start that first practice, man. We got I, I got nine kids at first practice. Oh wow! And and and, and it's not that anything you do. It's just that those you know, they really hadn't done a whole lot of spring spring practice like that stuff for because all those guys that are at one A level, they play everything. And yeah. They play everything and all you know. So <laughs> and just just the flavor and the same come over and tap him up, tap him on the shoulder. He said, "Welcome to one A football." And I was like, "All right, all right." <laughs> so, uh, I was like, "Okay, cool, 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 cool." Let me let me rethink this thing. You know, trying to be you know trying not to show. Being nervous at all, but I'm just sitting there going, "Holy crap, what's going on here?" Uh, so, but anyways, you know, we didn't get a lot more kids out and stuff like that, and then uh, end up being okay. But I just remember you, know, you come out and you get, you know, we all do it. You have exactly how it's going to go in your mind, and then as soon as one thing goes wrong, it just kind of snowballs on you. So uh, that was one thing that I always, always uh, tell people about. Yeah. So, coach, I can kind of relate to that with my year at Cross last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah well, I think we talked you, about things like that before. You have all these 
plans and you have all the stuff you want to do. And then, you know, people say you haven't coached till you've coached on 1A level. And now I can say that myself. It's, it's the truth, man. It's, uh, it, it's almost a wild, wild west at some points. You know, you definitely have to kind of change your expectations to still get things done efficiently. You know, Coach, I, I remember getting down there and, and um, my second year, I was only done two years. Like I said, my second year, we were 74. Uh, 1A school, we lost to uh, James Island by uh, – we were beating James Island 28-14 to 14, midway, in the, midway in the fourth quarter and uh, had two kids caught cramps, which cost me four starters, really, and uh, just ran out of gas and then losing 35-28 to them and then uh, lost to BE and lost to Hanahan 28-27 because uh, – Went for two and didn't get it. You know, Coach Davis can tell you, you know, I, I don't, I don't mind going for two at all in a heartbeat. So, uh, but anyways, you know, go down there and you're, you are, I mean, you're, you're, you're that. Like my, my last, my second year there, I was the, the head coach, I was the OC, defensive coordinator, I was the only PE teacher in the building, taught us full load. I had to wash uniforms, I had to wash basketball uniforms, had to do all that. You, know, you do everything and like. Like I tell people all the time, you know, I worked, like I said, I worked in two big schools beforehand. I tell people that you're more of a coach in a 1A level because there's all the jobs you still have to get done, but there's a fourth of the people. And so that so gets spread so thin. And so, you know, you, you find you have an appreciation for, for being able to be in a big school and how, how things are run, but you also learn a lot down at 1A level, like, you know, uh, you know, I, I was, you know, I was up for a strapper job before, I, you know, before I got it and didn't get it. And, um, you know, it was disappointing and stuff like that. But I knew God had a bigger plan for me. And and no doubt I was meant to go to St. John's. But that changed my whole perspective on what coaching is all about. And, um, and I'm so thankful for that time down there. And and I and I know if I didn't have that time down there at that one level, then I wouldn't have the appreciation that I have for, for coaching and for the job that we do and what this job is about. Absolutely, Coach. And I have no doubt that that time there definitely prepared you for what you were about to take on next. So I just wanted to ask, you know, that's some good insight there. I like to hear about those first-year experiences. So we'll kind of close that out. That's the first drive segment. So now we're going to move on to our cover three segment. Sounds good. All right, guys, we're back here. This is our, our cover three segment. Again, we've got Coach Danny McDaniel on here. He's the head football coach at Stratford High School. Um, the cover three segment – uh, we're just going to ask some questions, and coach is going to give us three answers. It's got to be three. I mean, obviously, if, you, if there's a couple more, coach, we ain't going to get mad at you. Nobody is, for sure. Um, but we'll go into this cover three segment, and I'll go ahead and ask you the first question. So the first one we got here is, what are three things that you learned as an assistant that helped prepare you to be a head coach? Uh, from Bob Hayes organization, everything's got to be organized. From practice, don't you ever walk out of that practice room without a plan in place because kids can see through the bull crap. Uh, from Ray Stackley, always, always be willing to learn and know that you don't know everything about football. Uh, you know, Coach Stackley's a Hall of Fame coach, and even his last year, 2013, we were still like, he would still bring me articles. You know, we were ranked number two in the state or whatever it was, Paper State title that year, and uh, he would still bring, I mean, week 10, week 11 out of that. American Coaches Journal, whatever he's bringing articles about. Hey, look how to run a shovel pass and stuff like that. Uh, just, just always require the thirst of knowledge. And number three, from my my football, my head coaching at Charles Southern, David Dow, is you can't be afraid to let them know you love them, love on them. You know, because a lot of times, you know, that that's the only thing those guys will experience is the positive male role model as a father figure is the job you do, and you cannot be afraid. To show them love, but you also got you know you got to get on to them, but you can't always be yelling the whole time. You sometimes you got to let them know that you care about them, that, that you love them. And I think, guys, what you need to understand from that too, with those answers, is that Coach McDaniel's speaking from three different experiences and three different head coaches. So you got to be willing to learn as an assistant from whoever you're under, you know, and you yes. got to be able to draw from each of those guys to kind of make your own philosophy and your own way of doing things, but you've got to learn first. You've got to be willing to grow and learn. So we're going to go ahead to the next question here in cover three. 
coach, which are what are three things that you have seen from assistant coaches that are detrimental to the program they are in or their career overall? Uh, number one, that's not my job. If I have a guy on my staff and, and, and I hear him say, well, that's not my job, he's not going to be on my staff much longer. Uh, be willing to work. You know, it's just, that just goes along with being, you know, doing whatever's best for the program. Uh, number, number two is coach your position. Don't coach over the top of somebody else. Uh, you know, kind of keep your own house clean before you do that. And, and number three, don't, don't be the first one. Don't be the last one in the door. Don't be the first one out. You know, you got, you got to put that time in. You got to put that, that work ethic in, that effort in. Do the little things to understand what it's all about. And I think, you know, if you're listening to it or even us right now, as you're saying that, you're kind of racking your brain of people that you've worked with before or maybe been around now that do these type of things. And we're not saying if you do this one time that it's the end of the world, but it's something you can't continually do is, is kind of what Coach is getting at. Uh, Coach Davis, you got anything to add? Go ahead, Coach McDaniels. It's got to be – it's a process. Like you said, I, I came to the ranks. You know, I, I, I talked to a kid that was coming out of college uh, last year and uh, had a position that I, I was going to offer him, you know, you know, hey, why don't you come here and I need some young coaches, stuff like that. And I said, you know, what, I know you played linebacker in, in college, but uh, how do you feel about coaching receivers? You're in a position you want to coach, stuff like that. And he's like, oh, I got to work for linebackers. I was like, all right, okay, okay. And, uh, and I said, all right, well, you know, what, you know, you know We'll see what you know what we can do here. And he goes, and also I I, I run I run the uh, uh, three four. And I was like, well, that's not what we do. And he said, well, what do you mean? I'll be the defensive coordinator on varsity, right? I'm like, no. And he's like, well, if, if I'm not going to be the defensive coordinator on varsity, I'm not I'm not going to coach. And I'm like, well, son, you ain't never going to coach then. Because, you know, you get guys, you know, these guys, young guys out there. It's all about you know wanting to be the next guy, the next guy, and that's not where it's at, man. And um, you know, you, you gotta you gotta cut your teeth there in those ranks and learn about, you know, the biggest thing about becoming a head coach is learning how to coach. And I think so many times, like, like you said earlier, you may know all the X's and O's, but until you know how, how well can you relate to your kids and get your kids to perform? Because if your kids can't do it, it doesn't matter if you're a pin wizard, if your kids can't perform, you ain't going to win ball games. The whiteboard warrior isn't going to work if you're a head coach. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we've talked on this podcast before, and I think we talked about it with Coach Sweeney and, You'll, if you're listening, if you've been keeping up with episodes, some of these words are starting to reoccur, you know, because it's really what our profession is based on. And when you talk about, you know, the it's not my job guy, that could be a killer because, uh, you know, it, it shows you don't, you're not a team player. I mean, and I, and coach, and for our listeners, I work with Coach McDaniels and, and everybody, you know, with Coach McDaniels, everybody on our staff, when they saw something that needed to be done, we did it. It didn't matter if it was gas cans. If, if it was your turn to cut the grass and the gas cans weren't full, you didn't go to, you know, somebody else and say, hey, the gas cans aren't full. No, you put them in the gator and you went and filled them up. And so and, I – And also, along that, and, and, I'm, and I'm definitely not trying to keep on horn, but, you know, and you spoke to it, Steve, you know, you worked for me. I, I'm also – I'm the first one. I'm the first guy out there. You know, I, as a head coach, I think it's very important that every year I do the first week of laundry after the game. I do it. And just because I'm trying to set that example for my other guys, if I'm willing to do it as a head coach, then, then you, everybody's going to pull their weight around here. And like yep. I said, I, I just think that's that's a that's something that you got to do to set that tone for your staff. And I've seen you cut grass. I've seen you paint fields. You know, and and you are the first line too, won't I? <laughs> yes, sir. Line, yes, sir. And and you know, you put yourself for that first week, and you always put yourself for the last week too. Whatever that last week is, yep. Yep. You, Coach McDaniel, he's going to be there and. So, you know, when he talks about it, you know, don't be, it's not, not my job guy. It's everybody's job. Yeah, coach, you're, you're definitely throwing some good stuff at us. And, and, uh, you know, this is, again, this is what we want people on here for to, to share their experiences and the and, real experiences yeah, too. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, and that's, that's, that's probably pretty much our cover three there. I'm going to say one thing that you, I'm going to steal from you. I like what you said. Is, I've never heard it called the pin wizard, so I'm going to start using that from now on. Yeah. So, Coach, I can do that out. I was like, what'd you say? You said the pin wizard. I love it. That, that, that's good stuff right there. You got that pin in your hand, you're going to draw it up. So, yeah, pin wizard, man. 
That, that's good stuff. All right, Coach. Well, that's the cover three segment. We're going to move on to the two-minute drill here, okay? All right. Here we go. All right, now it is time for our two-minute drill segment. This has been a, a fun little segment so far. And side note, if Coach Sweeney, if you listen to this and you, you, you went ahead and told kind of what was going on, shame on you. We're, we're shaming you right now, Coach Sweeney. Yeah, we don't know the game time situation. We can't be scripting this stuff. <laughs> this is the only unscripted part of the show. This is the fun part. Yeah. All right, Coach, so two-minute drill. Um, I'll just ask you A or B, and you can just – you just shout it out what you what you what you would choose and then we'll kind of throw it around the room. Yep. You ready to rock and roll? Ready to rock and roll. All right, here we go. Two minute drill starts now. So first question: shorts or pants? Shorts. 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 Yeah, definitely, definitely shorts there. All right. Three sixty five. Three sixty five. That's right. All right, next one: uh, cage jacket or polo? Cage jacket. Cage jacket. Cage jacket. Absolutely, a cage jacket. Yes, sir. All right, um, turf or grass? Turf. Grass. Uh, new turf. <laughs> yeah, definitely new turf for sure. Oh, oh, I, I, I know two minutes ago, hold on. Orders about Stephen Davis said, grass, the baseball guy. That's right. Yeah, there it is. That's exactly why. That's right. He's just trying to get out of class. That's what it is. Yeah. All right, next question. 90s country or bluegrass? Oh, bluegrass. 90s country. 90s country. Yeah, I'm a 90s country guy too. Billy um, Strings, they don't even listen to Billy Strings. <laughs> I'll put that one in there just for you, Coach. All right, next one. Uh, Shim Creek or Park Circle? Oh, Park Circle. Shim Creek. Park Circle. Well, I've never been to Park Circle, so I'm going to say Shim Creek. <laughs> well, Tim, we don't even remember that situation. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, Coach. The first one's on you. No, <laughs> the whole night might be on me. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Go. All right, cool. All right, next question. Holy City or Common House? Oh, holy city. Holy city. Holy city. I don't know what either one of them is. Just so say holy, holy city, city, bro. <laughs> holy city. All right, here we go. Shotgun or under center? Oh. Park strings, under center. Shotgun. Shotgun. Yeah, I'm a shotgun. I mean, I like under center, but shotgun too. All right. Smoked or grilled? Smoked. 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 Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. College football or NFL? College football. College football. NFL. Uh, it feels a loser. It's absolutely college football. All right, Gatorade, Powerade. Gatorade. 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 All right, center console or pontoon? Oh, pontoon. Pontoon. Center console, though. Uh, Just say pontoon. You know you want to say it. I I like pontoon. All right, here we go. Um, Netflix. I'll I'll go one better. I'll do there you go. Okay, that's a C answer. There we go. <laughs> no, you're good. All right, Netflix or Hulu? Hulu. Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, I'm Netflix. I've never even watched Hulu. The Bear. That's the only reason I would watch Hulu. All right, here's there's the good ones right here, Kevin. All right, your favorite Thanksgiving food. Thanksgiving's next week. Dressing. Uh, okay. Oh, nice. My, my, my mom's cornbread dressing. There you go. Green bean casserole. None. <laughs> Fields hates. We'll get into that later. Two minute drill. Let's go, Coach Willis. <laughs> Mac and cheese. All right. Least favorite thing. So I'm gonna say least favorite Thanksgiving food, but the food that you like, but you don't put on your plate when you go back for seconds. Uh, casserole. Cranberry. Don't even get it the first plate. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> Green beans. All right. Last couple, Coach. La- uh, favorite holiday. Uh, Christmas. Thanksgiving. My birthday. Yeah, he said there. It's, it's, it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, what are, you, are you in middle school, field? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Coach. All right, last one here. Your least favorite holiday? Uh, my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with that one. I'm going to go with my birthday, too. Uh, New Year's Eve. Yeah, well, I'm going to change mine. My least favorite holiday is Phil's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> what a douche. Here we go. All right, Coach. So that, that, that two-minute drill went a little bit long, but we're going to wrap up that two-minute drill. Good job, Coach. All right, so we just finished up the two-minute drill segment. Now we are here to the air it out segment. And uh, if you've listened, you know that the air it out segment is kind of more in-depth stuff. Uh, we say the meat and taters, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So, yeah. um, again, we got Coach Danny McDaniel here. He's the head football coach at Stratford High School. 
He's dropping some knowledge on us. And we got a couple more questions for him in this aired out segment. So we'll go ahead and rock and roll. All right, coach. Um, This one is a good one, especially for people that are listening that are coaches, assistant coaches. So when looking at a potential assistant's resume during the hiring process, what are some of the things that you look for first? Uh, Stability. Uh, Being in in one place for more than a couple of years. uh, But also in, in in that same with, with that stability, being able to be coach different positions, you know, just don't say, hey, hey, I'm an OL guy, I'm a, you know, receivers coach, being able to be, you know, be uh, multi in what you're able to, able to coach. Sweet. So, and, and kind of like when you talk about stability, what do you kind of think of when you see, you look at a resume and you see someone that's been at five different places in eight years? That either A, uh, he's a jumper, so he's just trying to get in and get, get build his resume up. With, you know, working at a big school and go somewhere else. B, he doesn't uh, doesn't work hard, can't stick around. C, uh, can't get along with other coaches. So, I mean, is that something that with those three choices that you just said, is that something where you're actually looking at that body of work and seeing where he's been before, or is that something yeah. where you're immediately calling references and trying to figure it out for yourself? Or do you even waste yeah. the time doing that? Well, if, if, if I see you move two different schools in the same year, like if you were fall one year, if you're fall for one you know, one school and then you're at spring next school and then you're going somewhere else, that, that that's kind of a red flag for me right there. Uh, then I'll, I'll, I'll call references, you know, in a heartbeat. Hey, I saw this guy who worked for you for the season, you know, while I was only there for a year. Right. And, you know, and, and, and I and I feel pretty good about my ability to kind of read through the through the smoke smoke screen that some guys try to throw up, you know. And I, I know guys don't want to talk bad and you know, the people in here. Are, oh well, you know, it just didn't work out. But nope, nope, uh, that's not what I want right there. So yeah. So now, have yeah. you ever just in your past, like being an assistant yourself, have you ever come across someone that you know was in there for a year, then jumped over to another place, another place? Have you ever experienced that yourself with an not, assistant? Not. Not not on our staff, but I know of other guys who've done that. That are that are you know trying to come in and you know, get a year here, and then they're always trying to find the next best thing. Because uh, you know if you're jumping from year to year to a school, how, how do you develop anything? How do you develop relationships with kids? Yeah. You know, you know if you're in and out, which you know, and I understand that, and, and that's totally different than the college game. I know college game, you, know, you, you got to, and, and that's and, and honestly, that's one thing. You know, I thought about dabbling the college game a little bit, had a chance to do some GA stuff, but you know, I have a buddy of mine, he's a good friend of mine that, that's in the college game. And you know, we got the same time in uh, you know, 20, 23 years. In my 23 years, I've moved uh twice. In his 23 years, he's moved uh 18 times. I believe it. Wow. You know, that's just not that's not life I want. And, you know, in high school, you know, it's it's about being, you know, high school football in, in and this is me getting on my soapbox here, and I know we got more questions, so I'll, I'll kind of hold it. No, you're good, Coach. No, this is meat and potatoes, Coach. You know, and what kind of high school football has become is, is it's the trickle-down effect. Is all these people in high school football, you know, the way parents are, the way, way the, the travel ball is, you know, the travel ball parents come, now it's got travel football, you got AU football, you got, you know, everybody thinks their kid, you know, the, the goal of high school football used to be develop young men, develop productive citizens in your, in your, in your community, to be better, be better fathers, be better husbands, you know, be be productive in society, and now it's kind of going to where, you know, well, I got to get a scholarship, and and that's that, and we all know in coaching, there are so very few college football players on your high school team that that's not what it's about, and you know when I have a kid who's a you know, just throwing out an example, he's a backup left tackle, and he's asking me, hey, can I get some practice film so I can send these colleges? Dude, you ain't going. You ain't gonna play college football. <laughs> You're not gonna play college football. You know, but but get out of out of high school what it's supposed to be about. Learn how to work, hard work, learn dedication. And I tell I tell our kids all the time, football is the greatest team sport there is, hands down. I played them all, not real well, but I played them all. Played basketball, played baseball. Uh, it's the greatest team sport because you have to depend on somebody else and somebody else is depending on you. And that is what life's all about. Absolutely, Coach. That's um, 
again, we, we, we've all thought the same things and we've talked about some of the stuff and, and I kind of want to reiterate, you talked about when you answered the first question, stability. And we've talked about in previous episodes, the term or the quote, grow where you're planted, right? So yeah. that's kind of, you know, kind of what you elaborated to there. Is, is there any, before we move to the next question, is there anything else that maybe you see on a resume that you're like, oh, that's what I'm looking for? Is there anything else you can think of? Uh, um, not necessarily playing big time college football, but, or, or having pre, having experience working with college football or, or something along the lines like uh, uh, we hired a guy, uh, Coach Davis, was Coach Jay. You know, Coach Jay played for us at Stratford, but he also went on and he coached at Conway while he was going to Coastal. Uh, you know, somebody who, who's done that and has worked, you know, you, you see like, and I, I call and ask, you know, what, what, what were your responsibilities at, at school? Well, I had to cut grass, I had to paint fields. Had to, that's, what, that's what we're looking for. You know, got to come in. Because I, I can teach you, I can teach you the game of football and our, and our style of football and our philosophy. I can teach that to you. But I can't teach you know, your, your, your work ethic, your commitment to, to, to the school and stuff like that. Yeah, that's, that's a great answer, Coach. And, again, like everything we're trying to – the being an assistant episode, the, the series that we're doing is trying to get – we you know, we did our own part where we didn't have an AD or a head football coach on, and we want to get you guys, like, side of it. So this is a, a great segment for us. And before we go to the next question, I just want to reiterate what Coach McDaniel saying here with – He's looking for guys who are going to work hard. I'm going to say it again. We don't have – not one time has an AD or a head football coach been like, man, I'm just looking for the pin wizard. I, I can teach him how to get on the real mower. I can teach him how to paint. No, we want to see that work ethic first. And then what Coach McDaniel said that I really just liked was he's going to teach his assistants their style of football, his philosophy, right? But like he just said, you can't really teach that work ethic as far as being their boss, that's something I feel like you're kind of born and raised with. You're raised to have that work ethic, right? And yeah. So, I mean, I just think those those things are huge, and people don't really understand that. They think being an assistant coach is literally just coaching your position, maybe knowing some scheme and going home. And there's so many little things involved with it that people don't or even being, understand. Being able to put out the best tweet or get the best dress on Friday night, stuff like that. That's not what it's about. Yeah. Well, it, it falls in line with the intangibles. Like you said, Coach McDaniel, you talk about that natural leadership. Well, there's also a natural feeling to be a helper. I mean, to, to just see something needs to be done and do it. And do it. You know, yeah. you've got natural people that, that are born workers, that are born knowing, hey, we need to do this. Let's go do it. And then there's guys that have to be drug along. And you can only be drugged so far before you get dropped. You know, you don't want to have those guys that you're constantly having to say, hey, you need to go cut the grass. Hey, have you folded the laundry? Okay, well, you need to go do it. You know, you either get on board or you get left. <laughs> I, I've had a couple guys, young guys on my staff, I have a couple right now. And, and, you know, Coach Davis, you're one of those guys on my young staff. It excites me. It excites me. And, and, I, and I pencil in and I, and I really help focus and try to mentor those guys. When I go to them and say, hey, and the first thing out their mouth is, "Yes, sir. What do you need me to do?" You know, that, that I'm just saying, just saying, hey, and something to them, whatever. It could be as simple as whatever. But they're like, "Yes, sir. What do you need me to do?" You know, and it may be, "Hey, I need you to go inside and just get a mouthpiece or do something like that." And and it's never they never take it as being demeaning or that's beneath them. It's what's the job's got to get done. Let's get it done. You know. And and I don't want to. And we don't. We're not here to toot our own horns or anything. Yeah. But you know, when I was a assistant coach and I coached JV and I coached B team coach McDaniel had us doing Friday night assignments. There wasn't a Friday night. I don't think that I left before I saw coach McDaniel and said, Hey, is there anything else I know you do? Yep. You know, and, and, and I I really didn't have many responsibilities other than just help the varsity coaches that were there. There was a defensive coordinator one time. He went up top and forgot his notes down in the school. And he said, Hey, man, can you run down there and go get them? Yep. I got you coach. You know? So it's, it's just doing those little things, and yes. you'll get noticed that way. You really will. The it, It's it's a get-to factor almost. You you get to – if you're a B-team guy, because I kind of did the same thing at Berkeley, like you get to be a B-team guy and help out on Fridays, not I have to help out on Fridays. Right. And right. you got you to see it as a learning opportunity. You know, you, you yeah. get to learn how it's done on Friday night. If you ever want to be a part of a Friday night, you got to learn how it's done first. That's right. To, to get the opportunity to be there. 
All right, Coach, so we'll go ahead to kind of the opposite side of that, our next question, which are, and you've brushed on this before, but maybe you can elaborate more. What are some things on a resume that you see immediately and make you lose interest in potentially interviewing someone as an assistant? Uh, and I know stability was kind of, you know, your first yeah. answer, and we've talked about it before, but is there anything else you see on that resume and you're like, oh, boy. That, I mean, just like uh, I'll call check references. Like I, I think you know, I try to give everybody a fair shot. Uh, you know, once I, if I look at resume, and I'll, I'll call, I'll call check on a reference before I call the before I call the guy that I might be interviewing. Um, you know, and, and I and I don't I don't interview anybody. I've never interviewed anybody without checking a reference first. And and just and and, and a, lot, a lot of times it might be a guy that I know, like I know the other coach, or I know one of the reps he's put down. I'll call him, just tell me about this kid, man. You know, tell me about, you know, so-and-so, what's he like? Always oh, he's a good kid. He comes from here. Boom, boom, this, this, and this. Then, yeah, I'll talk to him. And then you know, if I call him, he's like, oh, yeah, he, he, you know, he's okay. He's, you know, he does this, does that, you know, whatever. Then I don't waste my time with him. You know, I, I don't want to invest my time, you know, in somebody who, who's, who's not going to be, you know, what I'm looking for. So, yeah. So, Coach, just a real quick hit on the references stuff. Like, is it easier for you when you see references and names that you know, or is it like if you see people that you don't know, or are you like a little less hesitant or more hesitant to call or not call? What What do you kind of think as far as references go? Well, a lot of it depends on if it, you know. I, I pretty much know. I pretty much uh, you know either know or heard of everybody in our state. Like guys out out of state, I, I, I'll still I'll call. I'll call and. What I really like is, uh, you're you're you know, you're applying for a job. My friend, I hired my DBs coach because he was applying for a job uh, and had listed his 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 head coach he was currently working for, and then had somebody else. And I looked it up, and it was a region opponent, and that that he I guess got to know working some camps. And I called both those guys, and, and I said, "Hey, why is this guy want to leave?" And he's like, "Hey, his, his wife's got to get the job down there. He just needs to. Play. We hate to. We hate to lose." Okay, now, now I'll be more more intrigued to kind of talk to him a little bit. Uh, yeah, but you can't be afraid to call call a guy because, and, and, and as a head coach, I never dismiss any resume I get because you never know when that might be the guy that that's going to you know that's a great coach that you need in your program. You know, so that, that's why, you know, as long as we have open – and I've, I've called and talked to guys and said, man, I'd love to get you on staff, but I don't have an opening right now. Can I keep your resume? And if something comes open, can I call you? You know, and stuff like that. I, and I think that's just real – I think that's also how you build those connections and you network with guys that all of a sudden, bam, I have my – you know, my DL coach, is, his wife's got a job somewhere else and he's moving or he got promoted to BC somewhere else. You know, instead of having an influx, you kind of already have an idea of who you want to go and get out you want to go after and get so yeah that's good stuff coach um so again like this stuff that we're asking again is for prospective assistants or you know people that are just want to know kind of what our background is and stuff like that so a lot of stuff that you're giving out is, is great stuff and and we're going to keep you know doing episodes and and you know put some more stuff on here and this last question i'm gonna let coach davis ask you but it's probably you know one of the things that you know, if anybody takes anything from this episode, we hope it's something that you can give us right here. All right. So Coach McDaniel, last question of our aired out segment is what is the best piece of advice you would give to a young coach? Be a sponge. Be an absolute sponge. Any, If you have anybody on your staff that coach more than 10 years, be a sponge with them. You know, pick their brains. I don't care if you're, if you're the OL coach and all you've ever played is OL and you have a DB's coach who's like that. Be a sponge with everybody on your staff. Learn both sides of the ball. Learn all you can on offense, all you can on defense, all different philosophies, whether it's wing tee, flex bone, spread, spread option, you know, eye formation, power football, wishbone on defense, three, four, split six, four, two, five, fifth. Just learn it all. Be as well versed as you possibly can, especially when you be a high school coach because. You don't get to pick the groceries. You got to open up the cupboard and make the meal out of that. So, and it always cracks me up when I talk to these guys that, well, we're, we're you know, we're, 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 we're a three, four team or we're a four, two team or, or, or we're, we're a spread team. Okay. So you're a spread team. You go four and five wide. What if you have a kid who can't throw the hitch? What are you going to do then? He's going to go over. 
No, you got to be able to to bend, you know, manipulate your system, adjust your system to the players you have. And I just think too many times you get guys who just get penciled in that, you know, hey, I'm an air rate guy. I'm an air rate guy. Well, that, that's fine and dandy, but if you have a five foot two quarterback that he's fast and free lightning, you got to, you know, you better be able to put some type of option in there for him because, you know, you, you, throwing the football because this ain't going to work for him. And, um, and I, I think that's something that too many times young guys sit there and they look at it and they, they you know, they, they, they feel they well they they have got all they need and and that's not the case. I mean you I mean I mean Coach Stephen you have been to miles for heck in January and I'm watching Division two football on YouTube. And Absolutely, I, and, and and that's where I just I kind of watch you know I, I look at styles of offenses that I like you know I, I love what Noah Ryan was doing a few years ago about the shifts and the motions of the trade and stuff like that. I, I think that's real big you know, on the offside of football. Um, yeah, so yeah. I, oh, we know, Coach. <laughs> we we know. <laughs> I have to deal with it once a year. I know. Yeah. And um, and and I just you know I just and, and like right now, yeah, I'm an offensive guy. I I have coached a little bit defense in my time, and I know defense, but I'm still you know wanting to learn more about defense. You know, I understand you know like obvious responsibility, but why you know, why on this play do you want to have the linebacker straight here versus straight here? Uh, you know, those are things that I that that you know I want to do, and I you know I'm finished up my 24th year coaching. You know, I just don't think, like I, you know, talked about earlier, Coach Stackley's that guy, man. He's been he coach for 35 years, and still reading articles. You know, still reading articles. He, he'll still he'll call me. Heck, he called me. Uh, gosh, what was it? Going into the uh, the Goose Creek game, he called me. Hey, did you, did you see that uh, Wednesday night Mac game? You know how they <laughs> ran? You know, so and so. I'm like, no, sir. He said, you need to look it up. You know. And uh, and, you know, and actually, me teaching him YouTube might might be. And his <laughs> uh, I was just about to say, it's funny you talk about Coach Stackley and articles. <laughs> Some of these young coaches yeah. will be like articles. <laughs> yeah, right. So I mean, you know, that, that's why I was thinking. You just got, got to be a sponge, man. I, I think we have our second quote that we're going to steal from, or at least I'm going to steal from Coach McDaniel. Is uh, you can't pick your groceries. <laughs> Sometimes you got to open yeah. up the cupboard and just cook with what you got. Definitely yeah. going to steal that one. I mean, you, you want to cook a steak dinner, but all you got, you know, ground chicken. That ain't going to happen, bro. <laughs> Better figure it out. Better figure it out. And, guys, something that I want to hit on, like Coach said, once again, this is a guy with over 20 years of experience, head coach in multiple spots, and he's saying he's still learning and wanting to learn. You know, just he's he's even being a sponge. So if your head coach is being a sponge, how are you just going to accept that you think you know everything? You know, and a, a good example of the guys I'm sitting around right now is uh, Coach Willis would sit around when we were at Berkeley on Sundays. They would get done a little earlier than us. And, you know, we're kind of in the war room getting after it, three or four of us defensive coaches. And Coach Willis is just sitting in the back. He's just sitting there soaking everything in. I could see him taking notes from time to time, too. I mean, he's he was truly trying to be a sponge, you know, when he didn't have to do that. Um, that's something he took time out of his Sunday to just sit there and be a sponge and listen. Something yep. you and I, Coach Fields, talked about before we kind of came on air tonight was one of the big challenges we think for young coaches are not just doing what you know. You know, especially if you just gra- if you freshly graduated, you're just playing. A lot of times guys are going to do how they were coached. Yeah. And, right. and there's so many opportunities around right. you on staff to learn from guys. And the worst thing you can do is say, oh, well, I already know how to do it because this is how I was coached how to do it. Do not do that. You know, you got guys all around you. I, I remember going to guys like Coach Shepard. Hey, Coach, how do you coach this this scheme and, and when you're coaching DBs? Uh, coach Manchester was a guy I talked to a lot. Coach, how do you coach your defensive end to do this? How do you do that? So, you know, you, you've always got to be asking guys on your staff. And, and just, again, like Coach McDaniel said, be a sponge. Learn as much as you can. Those guys have been around, seen a lot of football, and the evolution of football, too. I mean, they've seen a lot of changes, and, and they're still learning too. So be a sponge. I like that, Coach McDaniel. Yeah, and, and so I, I'm a big Twitter person, okay? Um, I tweet too much probably sometimes when t- my teams are playing and whatnot. But just running across a quote today, this was from Nick Saban. I'm glad you said that, Coach McDaniel, when you're talking about this. The quote he, that I saw on Twitter was, I didn't invent any of this stuff. I learned it from somebody. So I'm always looking for the next guy I'm going to learn something from. And that is Nick Saban. Like he's won yes. a bunch of national championships. I mean, yeah. 
So, I mean, if, if Nick Saban can still learn, I think I can still learn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah, Coach. Um, that's that's great stuff, Coach. And yeah. and and you hit on some stuff. We got one more segment to go. The overtime yeah. segment. So we're gonna go ahead and close out this aired out. Appreciate your answers. Everything was really good, and I, I hope that you know people listening are gonna get something from it. Appreciate it, Coach. We're going to move on to the next segment. All right, sounds good. All right, so we just finished our aired out segment, and we are now here for our overtime segment. So overtime is used uh, if we want to revisit something, we want to talk about it. We got some other questions that we haven't, you know, talked about. That's the time. So, Coach McDaniel, I'll kind of throw it to you, and, and if you want to ask a question or bring up a topic, it's all yours, man. Yeah, Coach Davis talked about in the end of our last segment about going, you know, as a young coach, you can't be afraid to go to your, you know, your mentor coach on the staff and learn from him. And, you know, as a young coach, you try to take things. And I think a lot of times young coaches might try to mimic their high school coach or try to be like the, you know, the varsity coach. And the biggest thing you got to do is you got to be yourself. You got to find your own coaching style, what fits you and, and be true because kids can read through all that, all that BS, man. You know, they, they can see you trying to be somebody you're not. And I've worked with a guy before that was, you know, Try to be that way, try to be that all hard guy, you know, and then I mean kids just saw through it and, and kids didn't take it serious, you know. And kids, you know, kids want genuine, kids want discipline, they want to be taught. And I and I think you know, the more you're true to yourself about who you are and, and show them that how you how you coach, uh, the more you're gonna get out of your players. So yeah, coach, and, and you know, you some of the things that you just said are some of the exact things that Coach Steve Tannehill told us, you know, when, when he took the job at Union when I was there. I mean, he, he was like, these kids can see through BS faster than anybody. And yep. they, can, they can tell when you're, like, pretending to be a coach and you don't know what you're talking about. Like it, and I, I saw coaches that were on our staff that they could. And, I mean, maybe even I was like that when I was younger. And, and you know, hopefully I got better. But just, you know, to hear you say that, too, like – they're going to see you pretending to be something that you're not. They, they can see through right. the BS a lot quicker than most people can. Yep. And, and that all comes back to also evolving as a coach. None of us are the same right. coach we were five years ago. Um, you know, you're going to start off a certain way because it's what you know, and that's, that's human nature. You're going to start off doing what you know, and then you've got to go to coaches and you've got to learn from, and you've got to develop who you are as a person, and you got to take this piece from – this situation and, and coach McDaniel said it when he did his three, it was from three different situations, yep. you know, three different coaches, yep. you know, and, and that's, you can take good, you can learn what not to do from other coaches and you can learn what to do and, and, and be yourself. And it's, that's a great thing to say coaches is, is be yourself. And, and, and I've learned from, you know, working as a coach, I worked under two guys, you know, Ray Stacker, who's a freaking hall of fame, you know, amazing coach and coach Hayes is an amazing coach as well. But I learned great things from both of them, but also learned things I didn't want to do. You know, you know, just those things that, you know, hey, that, that that's not me. That's not my style. That's all, that's all I'm about. You know, uh, I love coach Hayes' death. I have a lot of respect for him, you know, rest his soul. But he was a meeting, you know, just meet, meet, meet. And every meeting had to be an hour, a minimum an hour. And you had to be up there on Sunday at eight, and we had to grind until like eight o'clock that night. And that's not the case. There, there, there's some weeks that it's like that. You have to grind like that. But there's other, other also the times where, hey, I'm done at three. You know, I'm, I'm gonna shut it down and go home and spend time with the family. And uh, something Coach Tackley always told us is I always, you know, work smarter, not harder. I mean, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, work smarter, not longer. Yeah. And, and um, and be be able to be there. You know, just just because. And, and you all, you, you know these guys that, well, I, you know, I'm up here 12 hours. Well, that's great. You're up here 12 hours and half the time you're sitting there on, you know, on Twitter or, you're, you know, you're looking at your fantasy league or something like that. You're not, you know, you say you're up here 12 hours and you're quote unquote grinding. But when I look up on Huddle, you watch film for an hour and a half. That's not, <laughs> that's not grinding, buddy. Right. You know? Right. So, you know, I, I think it's important to, to, you know, utilize your time well and, and also, you know, take care of yourself. Don't, you know, don't be that guy. Feel like you got to be up there at all times, and you know, every time you're up there, you got you got to take time for you. And and I was that guy that I was up there all the time. I was up there every workout session. I was up there, you know, all the time. And my oldest daughter, you know, for the first seven years of her life, I was I was kind of non-existent because I was always felt had to be at the school because we had to get Wanda turned around. 
And then luckily, I, you know, when I got that job at Stratford, I was close to my home. I was able to pick them up and bring them up to the school. And they saw what daddy did, you know, and, and I encourage my guys, my staff, I love it when, when our, our coaches, sons and daughters come out to practice and are around the kids because not only do they, they see what their dad is doing, that their dad's doing something. He's just not off to work, you know, at, at a desk, you know, filling out papers and stuff like that. But they also, your players see you in a different light as a dad. And I think it's important to build those relationships, not only with your own kids, but also with 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 your players like that. You know, uh, we do something on, at Stratford. We, you know, we didn't do it during the COVID time, but we like on Sundays, sometimes we'll have a family meal. Uh, we'll, we'll, you know, at, at 3.30, the wives come in, we meet the gym, you know, we'll buy pizza, have, you know, pull out the balls that the kids run all over the daggum you know, gymnasium. The wives can talk, the husbands there. And it's just kind of that time, you know, kind of, you know, be important to show that family time. So, you know, I, I say those are, those are important things that coaches need to keep in perspective at all times. And I think that, you know, everything that coach is saying is, is be genuine. You know, um, I think going, come, going back to your first point, like, even if you try to fake it when you first end up on a staff or you end up, you know, at a new place, if you try to fake being the tough guy and you're not, eventually at some point you're going to slip up and show your true colors. You know, it may not be the first practice. It may not be the first week, but you got to be yourself from the start and you'll get that trust and loyalty to your players, you know, and the, the family aspect, I mean, be, be genuine and show your players that you're not just that football coach. You know, you're a father, you're a husband, you're just a good person overall, you know, because that's what you're trying to grow them to be. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. And coach, uh, you know, obviously wins and losses matter. You know, that's a lot of people base success off a lot of that stuff. But <laughs> the, the things that you've talked about are like why I enjoy coaching. And the times that I've had the best times is when I've been around a staff or people on staff that I enjoy being around. And, you know, you're going to go through those ups and downs. You're not going to win every football game. And, and you're going to go through some low, you know, in the valley a little bit. You're going to be on a mountaintop some. But it's the people that you're around, I think, that make, make it worth it. Yeah. yeah, it makes a difference. And it makes you, you know, want to show up every single day. And, you know, even more so, like, with the kids, same thing with them. If you build relationships with those guys and you get to know them, they're going to run through a brick wall for you. And, and you know, I, I feel like that's important, it, you know, because, again, I remember my head, I mean, my head coach and my high school football coaches, not because of wins and losses. I mean, yeah, we had some wins. We lost some games. Yeah. But – I remember them because they put the time in and they cared about us. And that's what I've taken, you know, from those guys more so than anything. So I'm glad that you talked about that kind of stuff. I appreciate that. You know what, what, what's funny is uh, today in my office this morning from about 945 to 1130, I sat and had a conversation with Coach Stackley. He just came, he called me. I, I called him and talked about something. He said, I'll, I'll come out of school. And he came out of school and we just sat and talked. And <clears throat> He didn't, you know, obviously you can look at our record. We had a little bit of a rough season this year. We were, we were two and eight, and uh, we were in pretty much every ball game. Should have won some more, but that's how the ball bounces. And the first, here's a guy who coached me in high school, was my, was my coach, my mentor. The first 30 minutes of our conversation was about my daughter, who's teaching kindergarten this year for her first year up in Anderson, my other daughter, who's a freshman at Anderson, and my wife, and how they were doing, how my mom and dad were doing. We never once got to football until about 30 minutes, and I actually steered that conversation that way. But, but he was just—he's he, just there to, to talk, to check on me, you know. And, and that's—and that's something that that I will always cherish the relationship I have with him. Yeah, well, Coach McDaniel, there's plenty of times where I sat in your office and we didn't talk yeah. about football not one time. Um, yes. You know, you know, I brought up earlier that not only he's a great karaoke singer, but you know. <laughs> You were at my wedding, Coach. You were there when, when I told you my wife was pregnant and we had that yep. conversation and, and you talked about what it meant to be not, you know, not about a football coach anymore, but about being, you know, a father and a husband. And yep. those are conversations that I will always remember. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I worked with you for you know, four years and, and a lot of times our conversations weren't football. You know, they were yep. they were about life and those are things that, you know, a lot of things that you're saying on here, if you're, if people that are listening, he's genuine because I was there, <laughs> you know, yeah. some of the things we've talked about. So it's been real special to, 
to have you on here for me and to talk about some of these things and, and sitting there and think, yep, I remember this moment and I remember this and I remember, <laughs> you know, him talking to this kid and, and putting his arm around that kid. And at the same time, I've seen you, you know, get on to some kids pretty hard. So, you know, everything you, you've said tonight is something that, that you've been genuine about. And I, I've appreciated this conversation tonight. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I, guys, you know, this is awesome what y'all are doing, man. You know, it, it's just a need out there because everybody wants to be in this, uh, you know, everybody wants to be, be a head coach and stuff like that. But the fact that, you know, y'all put the scene together the way you're doing it, you're doing a great job. And, um, and I'm appreciative and honored that y'all asked me to be on here. Well, Coach, I mean, honestly, man, you know, you took over an hour of your time tonight to come and, and share some stuff with us. So we're the ones that, you know, we appreciate you taking out your time away from your family just to come and share some knowledge with us guys. So, you know, thanks again, Coach. All right, man. All right, Coach, we're going to wrap up this overtime session. Again, that's Coach Denny McDaniel. He is the head football coach at Stratford High School. You guys got anything before we're out? For Ben Beck, G-Rep is not power. <laughs> All right, and that's that's your closing hey, remark there for our overtime segment. Know, See you guys. You know what? Oh, go I ahead, coach. I can't take a guy serious who doesn't who doesn't enjoy Thanksgiving. Amen. <laughs> and Coach McDaniel just dropped the <laughs> mic on everybody, so there it is, and, Coach Fields. And, and, and the fact that you're over eighteen, you still celebrate your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. I think we'll end with those shots fired, Coach. I, we, again, we appreciate it, Coach. All right, man. See you. All right, man. All right, so we're back here. Um, you all just heard from Coach Denny McDaniel from Stratford High School. Again, we appreciate him taking out, you know, time with his family tonight just to come on here and, and you know, drop some knowledge for us. You know, we really appreciate that. Like I said in, at the beginning, he's, he's been around the low country for a long time. He's been in some different places. He's coached for some really good coaches, and, you know, he's made his way up. All the things that he said, and like Coach Davis has been with him, so all the things that he said is, is genuine. He, you know, he's not here to blow smoke and stuff like that. He's just being a genuine person. And, you know, we'll just kind of close this up, just kind of go around and, and give a couple of remarks, and, and then we'll close this thing up for good. Coach Davis? Uh, yeah, so, again, having Coach McGann on was great for me. Like I said, I got to work for him, and everything he talks about is genuine, and he's practicing in his program. Um, his coaching staff, they're, they're tight and they, they work well together. And it's because he's instilled some of those good qualities in assistant coaches. They, they do their job. Nothing's never not their job. Um, they all work hard. They're always learning. They're always trying to, to, to learn the next thing and, and sponges. And, and he brings, he's got a great mix of bringing in young guys too. I mean, he, he hired me and gave me a chance and it's, it's a good mix of guys that have, you know, a lot of years and a lot of experience and then young guys that he's pulling along with them and, and bringing up and, and getting that experience. So he's really working hard over there. I, I really enjoyed working with Coach McDaniel. Um, and I could go sit down and talk with him tomorrow. And it, that's a great thing about um, being a part of that staff and, and being a part of that Stratford family. And I think a couple of things just from listening uh, today, whether you know coach or not, is, you know, kind of three things that he said in different ways over and over again was be a sponge as an assistant, be genuine as a coach, no matter what your role is. And the third one is just kind of working hard. You know, um, this is kind of our wrap up. So this is kind of the summary for the whole being an assistant series. And like Coach Willis talked about earlier, we just want to reiterate these things that not only are we saying it, whether you know us or not, we have an athletic director saying that and a current sitting head coach right now saying that, you know, I mean, that's huge. Those, those three main things can take you a long way as far as being a coach and achieving the goals you want to achieve. Yeah. And so again, and we've said it a bunch, like this is the reason that we are doing this again. It's not, it's not for our own personal gain. Like we're not here to, you know, hey, say, hey, this is me doing this podcast. Like, we'll invite anybody on here. I, it doesn't matter. But we, what we want to do is we want to bring people on here that have these experiences, that can share these experiences, that maybe can help anybody. I mean, I personally go back and listen to these things myself just to gather information, too. Like, I, Coach Sweeney was on our last one. I went back and listened to it. I'm going to go back and listen to this one and, and really 
listen to what Coach McDaniel says because, you know, as a coach, he talked about it, be a sponge. This is us being a sponge. And him, you know, coming on here and, and helping us out by just being here and, and talking about his experiences is a way for others to be a sponge. Like, listen to the things that he said, and, you know, you can take them and implement them in your life if you want to be a coach or just in general in life, it, not just coaching, maybe just as a person in general. So that's the biggest thing we want everyone to understand is we're doing this to try to help other people. And that's that's kind of what my final thing that I want to say, and I'll let these guys kind of finish it up before we, we're done. Um, I, I mean, I really think we're good, Coach, honestly. Like, if you haven't figured it out by now as far as what we're trying to do or the things these coaches and administrators have said that we've had on so far, you, you've got an issue. I mean, you might want to check your hearing, honestly. Um, and also the fact that if you're still listening to us right now, you should be kind of excited because we're wrapping up this series and looking you know, forward to going on to the next. You know, uh, We want to keep this thing going and grow and talk about really every aspect of coaching. Yeah, we're, we're excited about the topics we've got coming up and the guests that we're going to have joining us. So stay tuned to us. Yeah, we, we've got plenty of content coming, and this is just just the opening you know, series for us is the being an assistant. we got plenty of stuff that we want to talk about that we're going to break down, bring different people on. You know, so, you know, listen and share it with other people and, you know, it, give us feedback. Tweet us, you know, whatever you want to do. You can message us. Uh, whatever is going to help us help other people is what we're looking for. So we'll wrap it up here. You know, if you're listening, thank you. We appreciate it. And we look forward to bringing some more stuff to you in the future. So see you. All right. That's all we've got for today's episode of the YCA podcast. Thanks for listening and make sure you go to Spotify and hit that subscribe button. Also be sure to check us out on Twitter at YCA underscore podcast. Follow, like, retweet, and share the YCA podcast and feel free to send questions or content ideas you'd like to be covered in the future. Thanks again for listening. This is Cam Willis signing off. Until next time, see you.